All right, so here I am with uh, Ben Franklin again. Uh, I'm always here. On the second podcast of the Wandering Podcast. And uh, we're here again. And I made a mistake the first podcast by mentioning the wrong times that uh, the crew bar closed on the ships. They actually closed at 2.30. That makes more sense because when people get off about 1, 1.30... Gives them a more a little more drinky drinky time and stuff like that. Drinky 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 time. So, uh, yeah, about that. It's uh, my bad. It's been a long time since I was on the ships, trying to briefly remember everything that was going on. But I was thinking like today we would probably uh, talk about all the stuff that happens. Um, when we're traveling and such and working too much, how to get breaks in life. Cause you know, we, we need breaks, don't we? I, I guess. Don't we need like some breaks? Like, you know, we can work to death. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Work to death. Just constantly work, work, work. I think, well, we, we've done that before, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we, we don't need to work that hard anymore. No, no, we don't. I think there needs to be some time off for, you know, personal time to basically rejuvenate, re basically refresh well, yourself. And I've said this before. It's it's actually easier on a cruise ship to build time for yourself. Yeah. Than it than it is on a navy vessel. Well, of course, two different uh, things. Two, two totally different things. But uh, but it, it's very easy to, uh, what should we call it, uh, find time to, to do stuff on a ship. And most ships, like when, when I was on NCL, uh-huh. it was very easy to, to build in time. Like I went and got dive certified while I was there. Yeah. Uh, there's just a, a lot of different things that you could do. Yeah. But I think the the it, the thing with the cruise ships and stuff like that is that you don't really get days off, per se. You know, you don't get three days off. Right. You get time off. But you, you, you don't get, like, a day off. Right. So, basically, um, I think that's that's the... The difference is that you get, you might get the morning off on a ship or something like that. I know that for the theater people like you, of course, there's going to be something evening, so you won't really have the evening off. But yes, um, you could have like on a port, you can easily get off the ship in the morning and spend the morning, the afternoon. Then you probably have to get back on the ship about two o'clock or so because you got to prepare for shows that night. At least that helps uh, on my ship. For for us, after our show in the the evening Mm -hmm. uh we would generally take an hour to transform for the next show the next night like the the cruise ship that i was on we had a different show every night in the main yeah there are some boats that have the same show every night over and over and over again uh the cool thing about our boat was that all of our sets, well, nowadays all the sets are, are digital, LED wall, which is a heck of a lot easier for people. The The guys aren't spending an hour or two hours afterwards setting up a new show mm-hmm. for the next day because generally what we do is, is the technicians will transform over the show. The people that are in the show may or may not do a rehearsal in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but generally, we had mornings totally free up until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, for my my department, it varied because there was stuff we had to do in the morning a little bit sometimes because the morning in ports was the best time. You get a lot of issues with people with their TVs and such, and so the morning was the best time to take care of a lot of issues when guests are not on board. So you can actually go fix some LED panels that were on the open deck and stuff like that. Do basic stuff that you 
could not do when the guests are on board because it's a little crowded and stuff like that. Do basic cleaning. So like usually I'd start in the earlier morning doing that stuff. And then if, if you weren't like on call, cause usually there had to be a tech on call, you know, every day from 8am to about 11pm. Um, and so if you were to basically be on call, it's like you can, it's a, other technician or somebody else was not going to go um, off the ship. Like the manager sometimes would be like, I'm not going to go off the ship. So I'll just forward the phone to me and I'll take care of issues. So we would basically forward the phone, get off the ship. I go scuba dive, eat some lunch and then come back on the ship. But then, you know, if you're on port manning, you're not going to get it. Port manning is basically, there has to be a, a required amount of crew that are on the ship at all times for emergency duties. And so sometimes they would basically, um, if you're port manning, you would hand over your uh, ID card to security and you would not get off the ship at all. Not one bit. For those of you who are in the military, that is what you call duty. But like, for instance, so, so on the ship life, you know, we had time off five hours during port for, you know, depending on what specific duties you had. Sometimes I'll work 15, 20 days straight in a row, which, you know, I do have sometimes a time off period. For instance, like today I worked this morning and, you know, later on, you know, I had the rest of the day off, but mm-hmm. it's not a true full day off from midnight to midnight. You know, what would we consider a day off? Um, but a lot of us freelancers uh, and people are like that, that, want to work constantly do not set a time for it to set time off to spend some quality time to refresh and from for instance for me like right now i'm i know that mid-august i'm going to have a few days off here shortly that i'm really thinking about going to a retreat place kind of like a almost a cabin somewhere i'm trying to still figure this out see if i can actually do this but where I have no technology for about two or three days. Like I'm going to put my phone away. I'm just going to bring a book, sit out, read. If there's a place I can relax, I don't want to find a place that has like a a lake or something for me to jump into or a pool to relax and to kind of refresh and get away from technology for a few days. And I know that some people actually do do that um, as their breaks away, time away from technology. They get off social media for a month to take a social media break. They do different things. Um, but I know that that's something I've been thinking about doing because getting one with nature, almost like camping, something like that, you know, just like finding a camping place or something like that. Well, that's a, a, a couple, a couple of years ago. No, last year, last year we did uh we did Pigeon Forge, and I don't know if you've looked into this, but they, they have some great cabins out there. Um, it's in the mountains of Tennessee, Dolly Woods right there. Uh, Gatlinburg is Gatlinburg. is another city right, right next to it. Gatlinburg. And um, it was a great experience for me because uh uh we we were how do you say it uh you you're, you kind of are out in nature yeah you're not say anymore in this world it's virtually impossible unless you go to north minnesota or or some places in colorado to get away from all technology montana yeah montana would work as well yeah uh, as long as you don't go to any place. I mean, look, look at Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. A great ski resort town. There's so much technology. You can yeah. go all the way up that mountain and, and get a cell phone signal. Yeah, uh, it, It's hard to get away, but I think you need that shutdown time. Yeah, you do. It, it's basically almost you're rebooting yourself. You yeah, know? I, I mean, I, I used COVID as my shutdown time. I think everybody used COVID. They were... Uh, but- two- Nobody traveled. Nobody traveled during shut. You know, during COVID that much, and especially the first 
six months or so, eight months, people did not travel. So you were, you're basically quarantined in your house or apartment or wherever you live. You're, you're quarantined in there and you did not move except to go to the grocery store or something like that. And so most people start doing the Instacart and stuff like that, getting their DoorDash, whatever, get their food that way because they did not want to leave their place. Hey, when, when the city of Irving finally said that you could deliver alcohol, I never left my house. <laughs> like, you don't need to. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, there's <laughs> like, you know, wasn't the state of Texas passed a bill or something like that to allow these these delivery companies to do that? Thank you very much. And, and <laughs> as anyone knows, the minute a bill is passed, it's very hard to retract it. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, um, they, they passed a, they passed a bill. We can, we can have boost that, but ice buddy, I got me a 30 ounce, but ice sitting well, 25 ounce sitting here along with my, uh, what am I drinking tonight? American barrel bourbon and ginger ale. Uh, it's, and it was all delivered. I'm not sponsored by any of these people yet. So, well, I mean, I'm not sponsored by them either. I just but kind of mentioned them because, you know. What? But hey, if you want to sponsor this show, please contact. <laughs> please contact me. The oh. details will be provided in the notes. <laughs> I'm expecting uh, Bud, whatever, to give me a thousand dollars. And and honestly, people, I'm not sponsored by American Barrel Distilleries at all. No, 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 just, not. just go to the Davis and Davis show and oh. you'll see that we're, yeah, we're sponsored. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. So, all right, let's go back to topic. Cause I know that's going to be, hey, did you listen to my prison episode? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I seriously, I'm thinking like my brain was thinking this, this is like really well done. I thought it was, I thought it was like a sketch, you know? Because of the whole like it was scripted, well scripted a little bit, but that was, I didn't I didn't think me I think I didn't think it was real. I think it, I thought it was basically because you kept on adding these like like PA stuff in the background. Like I can't. It's almost like I don't know if you've seen the show Orange Is the New Black, where like randomly in the show they'll basically have like different funny announcements like they're over the intercom system inside the prison that's like. Attention, inmates! For the safety of blah blah blah, please clean up after yourself. You know, just like random stuff like that. Like yours was that phone call. This is a collect call from the Ohio State Prison System. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, this just, is so perfect. And then you're like saying, "Oh, this is real." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I, I got a I got a letter from the Ohio uh, uh, Department of Corrections, and they asked me to take take the episode down really <laughs> i said no no <laughs> come at me come at no, me no come on buddy yeah that's a that was that was if if it's legal for you guys to tape me it's, it's legal, legal for, me, for to- me to tape you <laughs> um yeah anyways that's a uh there'll be a link to that uh episode in in the in the notes below <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh. it's, not, it's not even my podcast and i'm like here you gotta you gotta link my show to that i find the ben franklin thing <laughs> hilarious and, and i will keep Dude. going by ben franklin okay. here but i don't care if people know my real name i don't I, what's it gonna what are they gonna do come after me <laughs> well maybe um they came off after alex jones come on man i live i live in irving texas come on over i'll drink a beer with you <laughs> we'll do a podcast at so-and-so and so-and-so at uh, this bar my, my address is 1496 uh, uh uh o'connor street i think i think that's it i think that's actually the police department's address <laughs> I, I can't Come on that. over. As you hear in your IFB, we don't need to watch that guy. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I miss the whore. I do. I, I, <laughs> so I basically have called him up and said I would like to have him on the show. Um, and he, he basically said that, sure. So, like, the whore and Harvin have all agreed to be on the show at some point. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about this. Um, I I think you have to bring up the whole birthing issue. Uh, because I think that makes a huge difference in, in how you spend your time. Yeah. Um, I found when I was on the boat, it was... Uh, my roommate and I were 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 like glued to each other. He was the sound technician. I was the lighting technician. Uh, and we did everything together. We worked together. We we played together. We partied together. Um, so I I found it. I found that for me built in free time for myself i was starting to look for free time with my roommate yeah um and, and that kind of complicates things for like for for different uh for different departments like our av department uh not only did stuff in the theater but they were all over the boat yeah like every aspect of the but televisions yeah. uh our broadcast studio was run by by them um which was actually cool uh, a lot of people don't realize this if you, if they haven't cruised yet almost every cruise ship has its own television department they mm. they broadcast their own basically uh tv shows announcements and all that all that's done on audio video yeah and it, it's it's gone a little different with carnival um they still have they still record the uh, the welcome aboard show and stuff like that uh the like the um super the shopper shopping expert the shopping show and but a lot of it that's there's still probably three things that we recorded uh that we aired throughout the week and it's replays and stuff like that but those were so simple we just basically record it transfer the file in adobe premiere put an intro outro on it and edit it out or export it out and then we put it into um the player and that was it bam bam thank you ma'am pretty much we so. had a we had a we had a morning show we had the uh we had a morning show also so that was that that yeah, got we, aired that also went on from like it went live and then it replayed until probably after lunch. Yeah. And we had little blanks spots for it that <laughs> sometimes we forget to delete the file to get, because it was basically on the queue of the same file name. And sometimes we forget to delete it and it'd be like the next day and it'd be like, why is this still airing? Like, ah, oh, we got busy. Tons of TV requests came in to fix their TVs because CNN was not working. It's like, sorry, we're out at sea. The dish is, it's a little rocky. The dish is rocking. If the house is a rockin'. Well, people don't understand that. It's like for a, a satellite dish on a moving object to communicate with a satellite dish in lower Earth orbit up in space, it's... It, there's some there's gonna be some flaws to it uh we had a little range where it can stay in but on a if it's a bad sea day a rough sea day that we're swaying the thing's gonna drop signal every so often yeah and it's like we can't control it sorry you know it's it is what it is where it's a bumpy day today it's a little bumpy seas and the dish is trying its best but you know, a lot of times it would get lost completely, and we just go back in there, reset it. Oh, it worked for like two minutes, and go out again. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and that's a. I don't want to say that that's a problematic thing. It's not. If you're sitting around watching television on a cruise ship, you you need to have your head adjusted. Yeah, there's so much to do on these. Yeah, ships there now. is. There is a lot, and that, that's what I, I I think that. There's so much activities going on, and they're making more and, 
and more activities to do on the ship. I, I've been seeing advertisements for like the, the new Disney ship, the Wish or something like that. Yeah. Of, there's like different Star Wars stuff. They're incorporating the Star Wars stuff on their ship. There's they got like water roller coasters going on now. Like the ships I worked on did not have water roller coasters, and now all these ships are like, "Hey, let's build a water roller coaster on this ship." That goes around the whole ship and everything. Let's build these huge water slides that go through everything. Let's do these zip lines where you ship from the the forward of the ship to the after the ship. You know, especially on the Royal Caribbean, where you like zip line straight through the uh, the lobby mezzanine area. The uh, the NCL ships have have uh, actually have a a uh, go kart racing yeah, track I've seen that. on them. Uh, there are ships that have ice skating rinks. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Wandering Freelancer podcast. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at wanderingfreelancer at protonmail.com. Be sure to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Wandering Freelancer podcast for up-to-date information. We all need rest and... About a month ago, I went to Disney World, and even though I had four days off, I enjoyed it, and it was I felt rested, even though I was walking about fifteen to 20,000 steps a day, going from ride to ride to ride to ride. But I think there's at some point, especially with some of us that do work in the technology field, and everything else, if you work at a computer desk, you know... You're going to have to have some point where you need to disconnect from any type of electronic because for you to go on a vacation and then pull out your laptop and watch videos, watch movies, uh, be editing your vacation video or something like that, you know, that's like escape from technology for at least a few days completely. Put away. Put your cell phone away, put your iPad away, put your laptop away, your, your smartwatch, anything that's technology, and just read a paper or hardback book. Or just go on a nature walk for a couple hours. And I think those are the stuff that you need to basically to just refresh yourself, to uh, reboot yourself almost. That's what I'm I'm hoping to do here, like in mid August, is to do that, you know, get some hindsight and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I don't want to say that it's like I said, it's very easy for you to build time yeah. to yourself on a boat. Um, it's still, it, it, you're still on a uh, a floating city city that that's only so big yeah um there, you know. there's places to, to escape but again you're on a little ship a ship that's basically that's it that's where you place escape so yeah so it, it's a yeah it, it can be rough sometimes to to find things to do to keep yourself from going nuts. Um, it, it can be challenging at times. Now I, I found, I found the, uh, the employees lounge to be my favorite place to decompress. Be, and not because there was alcohol there, dude, you, you could get alcohol anywhere on a ship. Yeah, no, you could. Uh, um, but the crew know, bar was I, the cheapest for the crew. Crew bar was cheap, but the crew bar was the one place where I didn't pull my cell phone out. Yeah, no. I talked. I talked. It, it was like old school bar. You go there, you talk to people. Our jazz musicians would come in at 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 eleven o'clock in the evening and start playing because they're the the jazz bar shuts shut down at at midnight, so they quit playing at eleven. Um, so we'd have live music every night in the crew bar. Now the crew bar was not fancy. No, our crew no, bar no. wasn't. Ours wasn't either. Ours was just you know, 
that. We had we had what four pool tables and and dartboards. We didn't even have that. We had like a dartboard. Well, we, like two. There's two crew bars. So there is the one on deck four forward where a lot of people went because is right in front of the smoking is right behind the smoking deck for crew. And so what do crew do? They drink, they smoke. So the other one was deck zero midship. And so nobody really went to go there because if you wanted to go smoke a cigarette, you had to leave the bar area, take the elevator, uh, go walk to the forward part of the ship, take the elevator up to deck four, then go out, go smoke, then come back in, go to the bar. And so that's why it's so much easier for everybody to go to the deck four forward. Yeah. In, crew bar. in the nineties, we smoked just about everywhere on the boat. Things have changed. So big time. Things have totally... I, I, rem- I remember being in the main auditorium in the genie lift. Yes, we actually had a genie lift going up in the air with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, let's talk about when we had New Kids on the Block. So New Kids on the Block had a charter cruise on our ship and all these new kids on the block band and the, you know, they decorated all the rooms and stuff like that. But, um, Jenny McCarthy came on the ship to do a show, um, because she's married to, uh, Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg. No, not Mark. Marcus. No, the other Wahlberg. Yeah. She's married she to is- one of the Wahlbergs. Is it Donnie? Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. There you go, Donnie. I knew I knew that she was married to one of the Wahlbergs. Yeah, so she. Yeah, I knew that because I saw. I wrote up the elevator. I wrote. She was married to Donnie Wahlberg, and I wrote up who the, was in New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block. Yep, and I wrote up the elevator with Donnie Wahlberg one time, and it was pretty cool. He's he's like, a, he talked to me. He's, he's like, a really nice guy. Yes, he, he was like, "Hey man, where are you from?" I was like, "Texas." Like, "We're in Texas, like Fort Worth." He's like, "Oh, that's awesome," <laughs> you know. Yeah, I when when I met him, he he was like. So where are you from? And I said, well, I'm originally from Medina, Ohio, but I live in Woonsocket right now. Woonsocket. And he goes, oh, Woonsocket. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's not far from Boston. I said, no, no, no. My, my, my mother-in-law's mother lives in Everett. And she, he was like, Everett? We hung out there all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, awesome. Cool. He's a really nice no, guy. Is. I mean, he was personable. Um. That's, you know, that should probably be a topic someday for you. Um, the the way that technicians act around artists is totally different than people think. Um, it, it's very rare that you'll have you'll have a technician with four hundred pictures of himself or herself. Yeah, and and an artist like we don't do that we, we don't we, we don't go goo goo gaga over celebs we just act I mean, like they're normal people hold on we do go goo goo gaga over them we just don't let them know oh, yeah. that no. we're going we're not goo-goo going like gaga oh my gosh donnie Wahlberg. here let me take a picture with you oh my gosh oh my gosh we do like hey man what's up not much man how are you oh man good just working okay cool uh, hey man do you mind if i take a picture way. with you sure let's do it all right, thanks, man. See, I, 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 I don't even ask that. Um, oh, you just sneak up with your phone, like, take a picture. Well, no, I've, I don't have any. I, I think the only picture that I have of myself with a celebrity is, uh, I had my picture taken with Mark Messier, who is one of my my ultimate hero hockey players. Um, I, I was. <laughs> I was working the NHL All-Star game at the American Airlines Center. Yeah. And I was working for Rogers Sportsnet as as an audio engineer. Um and Nick Kiprios was one of their one of their uh commentators. And we were talking he was like, "So, so who's your favorite hockey player?" And I said, "Nick, I I know you're going to be upset with me when I say this, but it wasn't you." And he was like, well, who was it? I said, it was Mark Messier um, from from the New York Rangers, man. Yeah. I, the, the guy was incredible. I still have a photo of him somewhere. Um, uh, Nick 
Nick was going to have him on the show. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So all of a sudden, Mark Messier comes walking in, and I'm like, this is the one and only time where I looked stupid as shit. Yeah. So I'm putting a microphone on on mess, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. My hero's here. This is so cool. This is cool, man. And Nick, Nick Kiprios, right afterwards, turns, looks at Messier and goes, you know, he's your biggest fan. And I just sat there and went, uh, yeah, hi. Uh, hi. So I actually have a picture of Nick Kiprios, Mark Messier, and myself sitting there. And he signed my, he signed my, uh, my credentials. Okay. For, for the, the, the all-star game. Um, now here's the sad fact. He, our credentials were plastic. Yeah. And the so um, it wiped out. The the sharpie is slowly wiping off. Dude, oh. I have it wrapped in like six layers of saran wrap now. Yeah. So, that- <laughs> but no, we don't. We don't do that. We don't. I mean, it's just not. It's not correct to do that. No, it's not. It's 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 like a bad protocol. It's a. Uh, bad way to represent yourself when you're when you are working like that and so it's bad juju yeah bad juju bad doo-doo bad juju doo-doo but the doo-doo but so back to the jenny mccarthy she's hosting a show for the new kids on the black tour and um the funny thing was is that she's up there smoking a cigarette on stage of course, like all you know, all the the curtains they got fire retardant on them and stuff like that. But it's there's a you know principle. There's only certain areas that you can smoke on the ship, you know, and that's the casino, and that's pretty much it. I think the other places you really couldn't smoke at. I forgot where the other smoke. Well, deck four four, but that's for crew. But guest area was pretty much casino, and I think that was it because. Uh, oh, for our, our ship, for our ship. Well, and and oh, remember, in the aft there's, lounge, the, like one of the lounges, you can go smoke. Also, there's a huge difference between when you were on yeah. on ships no. and when I was. Yeah. You, you were on in in it, what 2012? Well, again, it's almost like 2015, 16, or 2016, 17, something like yeah. that. But it's almost like how in transportation on airlines, you know, back in your time. People would smoke on the plane. You know, there's a little. De- Jeez, geez, thanks, Jackass. <laughs> and like, and, back, well, and here's back the thing. In your time. Well, hold on. And also, probably when did that? When did they stop smoking on airplanes? Like, you're like, hold on. Nineties. <laughs> uh, so, so even back in my time, also. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was eighties. I remember that I was eight, on okay, February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. The non-smoking sign was permanently lit in the U.S. domestic airline flights. Yeah, I, I when I flew to when I flew to Australia, uh, I was actually able to smoke on the plane. Yeah, so eh, and I I, I don't remember that much, but I would think that you were able to remember that much because and from I was born in eighty two, so from age to ninety, I was eight you know, one through eight years old, pretty much. So not really much for me to experience, but I remember, you know, at some point remembering seeing ashtrays in the seat in front of me or, you know, in the, in the you know, the, the armrests and stuff like that. I'm like, why are these for? <laughs> it's like, you know, and they were still there in the older planes. Like when I was, you know, growing up as a teenager and stuff like that. And now they've been, you know, these planes go in and get refurbished. So they take all those old seats out and put new seats in that don't have the, you know, the ashtrays and stuff like that. So I think it's, you know, compared to like your time on the ship when you can smoke pretty much anywhere on the ship. Now that today you had to only smoke in certain sections, uh, certain areas and stuff like that. Um, It's pretty much like even in like land-based hotels and such, you know, they have 
smoking sections and they have non-smoking sections. Restaurants now, there's a lot of restaurants back in the day you can smoke in. Now most cities have ordinances against smoking in a restaurant. You could go to like an Applebee's or Chili's and just light up in the bar and stuff like that. Now you can't. You can't smoke in there. So I think like it's become less, I don't know, it's just with the whole, it's different now on the ships and on land base and stuff like that about smoking. Yeah. It's kind of limiting the, the people that do smoke and... Thank you for listening to the Wandering Freelancer podcast. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at wanderingfreelancer at protonmail.com. Be sure to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Wandering Freelancer podcast for up-to-date information. What was her name? Jenny McCarthy Walbert was smoking cigarettes on stage and everybody had a big issue. Hotel manager had to go up there and tell her, sorry, you can't smoke here, but we can take you to the deck Ford crew area. That's pretty close by one, one staircase up where you can smoke freely, <laughs> but we mm. cannot allow you to. And also we had pyrotechnics on around the stuff like that. So of course, it wasn't you know, the pyrotechnics were not activated. We didn't have any of the pyro loaded inside. Gosh, you only brought that out and loaded that before the show. Did you? Did you do pyrotechnics right. on the ship? No. Did they have no, any NCL, pyro- NCL at that point in time wouldn't allow it. No, I mean, like sparklers, anything like that. They didn't allow nothing. Yeah, like carnival. Yeah, because I. I I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They're, I, I'm not going to speculate as to why they were that way. Um, but I will say fire on a ship is bad. Oh, no. Definitely. Fire on the ship is really bad. I would have to say relaxing is a must-have. You have to be able to relax. You like During, during your time on the ship, even when you're currently on land, where's where's your favorite place to go? Me? Yeah, you. I would usually head over towards uh we there was a section of the fantail that only crew could get to. Yeah. Uh where you could actually watch the um the wake of the propellers. Mm. And it was just it was ultimately relaxing for me. If yeah. if and it was it was far enough away from from everything that that I was hating at that. But like that, the theaters in front. most theaters on a cruise ship are up towards the front, yeah, of the boat, yeah. And so I would always go the furthest away from that area that I could, yeah. Um, because the, I I hate to say this because i love my job and i i love what i do as far as lighting and all that stuff but lighting on a cruise ship sucked what made it suck um back in the 90s uh we still had we had stabilizers on our ship yeah so but it's not like the ships today where where they don't rock at all so if you started to rock even a little, it, it, it basically would shut down any show that you were doing. My ship still did that. I don't know if the newer technology ships now, but my ship that I was on, constantly, it would be like a little rock here and there. Oh, we're going to have to cancel the show and we're having the comedian come in the forward lounge. Dude, and that's that's the, I, I mean, you'd get like a, you'd get like a, a six degree roll. Yeah. And in in your ship they're like oh, oh we gotta we we gotta stop everything and i'm like seriously so you know you well you as a technician or as an actress or, or actor you're on standby yeah all the way up until an hour or half an hour before the show so it gets frustrating yeah and a lot of times they would do a revised version if it's a small bumps and stuff like that, they would do a revised version that didn't require like any type of flying or 
standing up on a stage or something like that. They would try to still do a show or they would have a revised show for rough seas. But other times it's just like, sorry, this show requires a lot of acrobatics and flying and stuff like that. We cannot do it. I was very curious as to how uh, they were going to do that. Uh, the, the Cirque du Soleil show oh, yeah. that went out. And I can't remember what ships uh, that show went out on. The fact is, is that 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 any Cirque du Soleil show is is all based on acrobatics oh, and yeah. I fly. Mm-hmm. So, how are you going to do that on a ship when when with a a six degree roll they shut everything down? Exactly. It's just yeah, you're you're not going to be able to do that. You're you're going to have to shut it down. I mean, and, and that's why. And of course, there's there's sometimes you're like. Especially me, when because I still had to work basically rough seas, you know, it could be the roughest of seas, and I still had to work, I still had to be in the office, which sometimes it really affects you. You know, you start getting sleepy a little bit because it's rocking you to sleepiness when you're walking down to a cabin or somewhere down the ship, and you're trying to maintain balance, and you're you're really just trying to like you're sitting there like. Uh, I just want to go to sleep. And then you just go back to your office and just like <coughs> close your eyes for a little bit. And then just all of a sudden it's like you hear the, the email come through the computer. Ding. Okay. Gotta go fix this. So, I mean, that was the difficult that's, thing. Man, that, that's, that's another thing that you really have to look at a lot, a lot of, uh, uh well, any, any of your, any of your departments, you, you have an office that you, that you go to yeah this is this is the highest stress place of your of your entire job because when you walk in there your manager is always a dickhead about something <laughs> he is yeah it's, i i mean we'd go and have our morning meeting about how the show went the night before the stage manager would bash all of us and then you know, I, I would always say, well, you know, they got to quit serving us drinks before the show. Uh, <laughs> they never liked that answer. <laughs> it, it, you, you need some stress relief because all day long you're, I don't want to say you're arguing with people, but you are. I think that's why it was important to like take some time. And you found that spot on the ship where when you wanted just to just to get away from it all for an hour or so you went to the back there and you relaxed and then probably felt refreshed coming back in a little bit. You're like, okay, right. come up, come back with a clean mind. You know, um, I couldn't really find a spot for myself to do that. Um, how long, how long was your contract for? I did two six month contracts. Okay. Not that long. I did. I did three, three month contracts. Three three month contracts. Yeah. Well, back then uh, the the um amusement entertain the entertainment side. Um, you could get a three month or a six month contract, and I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing that. Yeah. So, that's that's different than what we we were a minimal of six months. That was it. It's like minimal six months, and then up to ten months. But I, I never, I never found a place for me to do that or to go to a quiet spot. I mean, there are some places I wish I could have gone to, like the bridge, <laughs> one of the side, the side wings of the bridge, and stuff like that. I, I always wanted to ask some of the officers up there because occasionally in port they would have. They want me to come up there to fix a computer issue, like a monitor TV issue, something like that. And so I go up there, like man, it's so peaceful and quiet up here. <laughs> it's like I could, I could easily just like sit over here and read a book on the side wing, and be out of the way, <laughs> like during C day or something like that. I mean, I think occasionally, like you would, I would go up to the open deck on deck four forward and go to a quiet a table or chair and sit there. Um, but really didn't have a quiet place set for my room and hopefully your roommate wasn't in there 
you know, also make a noise and stuff like that. Cause usually your break, sometimes you're, if you're too tired, you would basically go back to your room and sleep and catch up on sleep. Oh, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, Oh, I get to catch up on sleep. Yay. Did you actually, you said you got off on port scuba dive and stuff like that during your contract. Oh yeah. I signed, I signed up to t- take the, cl- uh, Norwegian cruise lines had their own dive master. Um, and he would he would take you out with 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 groups that they would take out to to go and uh uh dive the shallows and mm-hmm. stuff like that um but you could get your certification right on board he would scuba dive in the in the he would do scuba diving oh, lessons nice. in the back pool yeah um and it was it was great so i got certified really quick and yeah. easy and uh that's that's uh, super nice that you could do that on the ship because for me i did it i started in cozumel uh because that was one of the ports i would go to every week and so it took me probably five weeks to do it because i only could go one day that was it one day yeah. every week pretty much and sometimes if i was port manning i couldn't get off that week and so then i had to you know email the 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 dive master, the, the the instructor saying, sorry, I can't make it this week. I'll make it on Port Manning, can't get off the ship. So I'm going to have to go, you know, next week. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But I found out scuba diving is one of the ways to get away from it all. Because when you're oh, yeah. 30 feet down, the only thing that you're hearing is your bubbles coming out of your reg. Yep. It's so relaxing. It's so majestic down there. It's a whole different atmosphere just to be down there, and well, I mean, that, and that's that's a half an hour underwater. Yeah. that that nobody can bug you, nobody yeah. can talk to you. <laughs> you don't your have your dive phone. Part, your dive partner can can do hand signals to you, but you can always ignore them. <laughs> hey, Note to self: yeah. Do not have Scott as a dive partner. Yeah, don't don't have me as a dive. <laughs> partner because this is the only signal i will give you <laughs> my reg stopped working and then scott's flipping you the bird <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, you need to suck on my reg okay so so you need to suck on my secondary <laughs> nope <laughs> not today <laughs> you should just I, quickly I, surface throw off your scuba tank your weights and just quickly swim up to the surface <laughs> You're only thirty feet down. Yeah. You won't get the bends. You won't Come get the on. Bends. <laughs> note to self: Do not listen to us for any dive <laughs> advice. We are just joking. <laughs> this is a self note. This is a precautionary warning to anybody that's thinking, "Oh, I'm going to do this." No, we're not telling you to do this. We are telling you to do it the proper way to take your your safety stops, no matter yeah, what depth of field. None of my friends are ever going to go diving with me now. <laughs> I know they're not. I'm not. That's so sad. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we were. Um, there was there. Uh, I went diving the one time with with my roommate, who who really got me into it. And there was this trench, and it was so it was so narrow that the the currents that flowed through it would literally dump you off almost a half a mile away oh, wow. in about 10 seconds. Hmm. It was the coolest thing in the world. You would dive down, you would jump into this trench and it was like, it was the coolest thing. And then you pop up and go, damn, now I've got to swim a freaking half a mile back to the boat. Um, but it was, it was cool as shit. Like, like I said, diving, diving is one of those things that it's like golf Mm -hmm. it's just relaxing oh no it it is it definitely is it's it's one way to escape and when's the last time you dove 1996 Uh, yeah well i i i got back into the entertainment industry and when when you're When you're freelancing like we do, mm-hmm. or like I used to do, you don't have time for anything. Oh. You're constantly working because you don't know when the next job is. 
Yep. And then if you're not working, you don't want to spend the money to go do something because you don't know when the next, next job is, is going to come. So, I, I, I mean, throughout my friendship with you, how many times did we just hang out at my house? Quite a bit. Why? Because. Beca- because I was worried about money yeah. and I didn't want to spend it. It wasn't until recently that I said, dude, we got to go to a, a casino. We just yeah. have to go have fun. But it's not like we're doing that every week and stuff like that. We're not really no. doing that, you know, constantly. You know, it's once in a blue moon that we're going to do something like that because as a freelancer, you're really conscious about your money spending habits. You try to be um, that because you just don't know. It's like, oh, it could be the whole month of August could be just jamming with shows and stuff. And then September is just dry, which September, you know, you're not doing work in September is going to affect your October, your bills, your exactly. your rent and stuff like that. And so, then all of a sudden you're going to be conscious about that. Thank you for listening to the Wandering Freelancer podcast. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at wanderingfreelancer at protonmail.com. Be sure to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Wandering Freelancer Podcast for up-to-date information. Can't golf on a ship, though. Mm. They had putt-putt. Putt-putt golf. Yeah, that's 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 definitely golfing. Oh, and you're practicing your, your putting. Oh. We, we, okay, on NCL, that was another thing that I would go and do. We would hit golf balls off of off of the the side of the ship yeah they had they had these biodegradable golf balls interesting that That you would hit out into the ocean and they would float and then apparently they after after four hours would dissolve into nothing that's interesting yeah it was cool uh, that'd be fun honestly I, i could see that doing that a lot more People that offer golf instructions or golf classes on ship do that. Like, mm-hmm. let's perfect your drive. And then they have that opportunity to hit a biodegradable thing that just dissolves once it hits the water. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It wasn't good for distance because you, you really couldn't judge how far you were hitting yeah. the golf ball. But you could tell if you were getting a slice or a hook – and you could compensate for it. it I, I, there were a lot of things to do on the ship. We had skeet shooting. We had golf. Um, we had putt-putt there. There was a lot of things that you could do. And even as, a, uh, as an employee, we were allowed to do it during our off time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the arcade that was on okay i know now i'm gonna date myself the arcade that was on the ship we were allowed to play in Hmm. you know use your own money use your own quarters but go have fun and honestly our pay was pretty good with ncl i don't know what your pay was with with carnival i forgot it's been too long our pay was really good and since i didn't spend a lot of money on the boat um, I would, I would, after three months have a couple thousand dollars saved up in the bank, which nowadays doesn't seem like a lot of money, but back then, you know, two, $3,000 in your bank account for three months is, is good oh, money. Yeah. When, when you were, didn't have like rent due most of the time or didn't have any other thing to worry about, at least that's yes. how it was for me. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I had no rent. I had nothing. I, I, I at that point in time had just gotten divorced and and had no place to live. That's interesting. And 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 now and now that you have those uh, the golf screens, you know, where you hit a golf ball and it hits a screen net, and then it kind of shows the yeah. pass. So that's kind of 
different now and there I see a lot more places using that for training which I don't know how it works maybe it's just based on the way the golf ball comes off the tee or the mat or something like that and the speed it it adds all that and factors that into the distance where it's the slice the hook whatever the draw what type of spin it has it's interesting how this new technology is working yeah and i mean the the new technology boy i could st- back in my time on a cruise ship that that was something that wasn't really around yet no we had bowling alleys we had different things like that we had pool tables that were on auto gyros so that you're <laughs> on rocky a, days you could still play pool yeah but <clears throat> that's i mean that's a game changer nowadays could you imagine putting like four of those screens in and people paying 35 50 bucks to go play a round of 18 well that's how it is at um some top golf locations there there uh-huh. there is there's a top golf at a casino and in, in uh, Mississippi in uh the Bayer Revish in Mississippi uh what's what's that Biloxi Biloxi yes Biloxi Biloxi so they there's a top golf location in there and they use that screens and you can play different games with it you can do kick a soccer ball and do soccer golf you can do 18 holes you can do the the uh you know what a normal top golf course looks like and there's also a, a location at DFW Airport in Terminal D that does the exact same thing. You get the suites, you basically can, they have all the clubs and everything, and you just basically hitting a ball into a screen, and you're playing from there. It's, it's starting to get into this virtual world that I'm a little, and this can be a completely different subject if you want to talk about more, but the meta, the meta universe. Oh, yeah. You know, I... I I saw this ad on like Instagram or something like that talking about the meta universe of how this is going to be the future for school, for universities that you don't, you do not go to a university campus. You basically will sit into your, you basically put the goggles on and you're in a virtual classroom, hands-on objects, you know, kind of virtual, like grabbing the object and spinning it around, looking at it. But you're in a virtual classroom. I'm like, this is crazy stuff. It's like I, I don't like this this virtual feeling of this because I'd rather be around people. I'd rather be sociable, social around people and stuff like that. It's like that was the days of college, going to class, working with friends. But how like I've I've seen this in like a, a show one time of creating a virtual universe for companies for businesses like. Oh yeah, you basically was just like walking, you know, walk into the campus right here, you know, using your virtual goggles, and you you know you can if you want to schedule a meeting, you go to the this virtual boardroom and schedule a chime, and the other person will call you right there, and you can easily just it's like, okay, so basically we're are we going to be at some point upload or conscious to a computer server that way we will continuously live in a meta universe, in a virtual world even though our physical bodies are dead. And that's, that's, that's something to think about. They're starting to get that way that you basically do not have, you can be laying down in bed and put your goggles on and be working. It's like a black mirror episode like that. Whereas basically you, you continuously live on by uploading your conscience to the server and you can pick whatever place you want to be at. You can be on the mountains. You can be at the ocean. You can, it's these virtual retirement facilities, post-death facilities, basically that you, you, once you die, you're, you, before you die, you had to get your conscious duplicated. And then once you die, it gets uploaded. And it's like, then you live for, you live on forever in this virtual world. And now we're talking about meta universe. And I'm like, this is some scary stuff. It's like I don't I do not like it. I like being able to talk with a person, but they're like, oh Mario can do that now. And you're like, no, no, thank you. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> um 
Roger Mosley died. Who's that? I... Roger Mosley played Theodore Calvin, TC, on Magnum P.I. Uh, back wow. in the Tom Selleck version of Magnum P.I. He was in a car accident and died today in... Uh, or he was in a car collision on August 4th and died... Uh, from injuries sustained, he was paralyzed mm. in the accident. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That that was one of my favorite shows. Growing, that's what put me on cruise ships. How did Magnum PI put you on cruise ships? Tune in next Tuesday as we continue part two and find out how Magnum PI influenced Benjamin Franklin to go work for a cruise ship. <laughs>